here we are with Ravnica, Dogs in the Guild Pact. Season 1 outro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm in the referee, and we have explained why. Peter as Idris from the Boros Legion and House Demir. Devin as Kuro Kagamaro of the Orzov Syndicate. And Nicole as Gato of the Cult of Rakdos. Awesome. Okay, so for this game, we used dogs as the system. And Ravnica um, as the setting. And yeah, and Ravnica as the loose setting sort of thing. Um, How do people like it? I like it. I like dogs really well. It worked. It did exactly what we wanted. Uh, it's a solid system. And yeah, Ravnica was good. It's, you know, the one magic setting that everyone wants to be turned into an RPG. <laughs> and it was. I uh, disagree or whatever. I did not like this, the, the, the system at all. Mm. It made fights terrible and like we were always losing, even though we always won. I don't know. I don't know what? We weren't always losing. No, like, I know we were always winning, but, like, the I don't like how it's... I don't like the fact that you can never tell what the fuck is going to happen. Do they have, like, 50,000 other dice in the in the, in the the sidelines? Probably. I don't. I used all my dice. They probably have a million more. I don't like Well, it. that's just Ian's terrible GM. Whoa. No, it's not. <laughs> um, Just because I didn't want to show you the their entire stat block. Well, no, like, usually in most games it doesn't matter if you can't see the, other, the NPC's entire stat block. In fact, it's better if you don't. But for this, it was really annoying because you you could never even tell, even close to, like, how much like how much longer is this fight going to go. I don't know if the asymmetry asymmetricity is intentional. I'd have to reread the book to figure out if we're supposed to give like everyone stat blocks so you actually know what to expect. Yeah. But in this event, the asymmet the asymmetry of the combat meant that you had to have a layer of tacticalness when you were playing. There had to be you had to play it a bit safe and have decisions you were making. I think to be honest, the way I read it the first time, and I could be mistaken, is you guys aren't supposed to see any of their stats at all. Um, because it's, it's again, similar to a poker kind of a style where they raise you, you counter, so on and so forth. And as Devin says, it's a very tactical, how much dice do they have left? What numbers do they have left? Whereas we were kind of doing a mix of the two where you saw kind of their current stuff. Yeah. And then they had a little bit in reserve every now and then. I, mean, I don't like that though. I like the other systems we use that are way more Fair narrative enough. and like blah blah blah. I don't like having to be tactical with the numbers of the system in order to play yeah. the game. I'll say that the system like lacks like some small thing like oh I want to I don't know shove the guard out like oh either we enter a full on conflict with them or you just or, do it. Yeah, or we just do it. So there's no way for like oh I want to be flashy with that or like oh if there's some like doubt or. How much resources do we want to expend getting to that, you know, final boss, for example? Yeah, that's a little bit of an issue. So there's like no in between. Either you're going on full on, this is a big showdown, or you just do it. I will say this for new GMs or new referees out there, it's a really, really nice system because it allows you the capability to just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna let my PCs do that. Like, why why can't you just go through that door? Why does it need to be a big deal? Why does it need to be anything? 
And then when you want a conflict, you can make little things bigger conflicts, you know? And it, it allows the, you know, my position to just be like, oh, I'm gonna make this bigger or this smaller. And a lot of flexibility from this seat where, yeah, it's we. I agree with Nicole saying it's weird numbers and it's it's weird tactical dice thing, but it's kind of streamlined because it's. It, I'm not dealing with you guys being like, okay, you know, from Exalted where I shoot and I know I'm gonna do you know three d eight damage or I'm gonna do this much like four hit points of damage or I'm guaranteed to do that and you need to roll above this number to hit me. It's, we all kind of start at the same. And in my case, um, when you're generating character, like NPCs for this game, you get a lot of spare dice that you can use as your at your discretion, it basically says. And so there were times where, you know, I rolled a lot of ones. And so I used a number of those discretionary dice just to bulk that character up a little bit more. Yeah. Or there were times where I rolled really high and I'm like, no, I'm not going to use those discretionary dice because that's just silly and I would instantly win the fight. Like, I, I knew I, I knew more or less whether or not you guys were going to win the fight or not going into the fight, which gave me a little bit of control for how the narrative flowed, which was kind of nice. Yeah, well, it's like... That means you have to correct the system in order to get the results you yes. expect. Which means like, eh. But like, yeah. Again, for for a new person, like I'm not fully new to running stuff campaigns. Um, but for a new person running a campaign, this is a really easy system to just jump in, and you can tell your characters you can be anything you want, and they just get dice to it. You know, you can have flying magic fish people you can have uh telekinetic powers you can you can do literally anything you want in this system yeah that's one part i did like about this and also uh the persona system we used mm. which i wasn't in that but i heard i i've i you guys have talked about it so i've heard like i have a feeling that troubles which i think will be the next game we'll be trying might it's kind of the same is that it's very flexible and it also doesn't have this weird system in it, so yeah. I'm thinking that that might be a bit better. And similarly, like for what we've been doing, I almost say something like Fellowship might be also like way more convenient because like it's, it's quick, it's flexible, you can do a lot of this stuff. So you can do big stuff and do small conflicts, and there's like you know, expanded resources is an actual in-game thing. Because the only thing yeah. that fellowship as it is right now we're missing the framework that's not just oh you have to go out and get one big bad otherwise this doesn't work because this is the only framework we have but maybe something in the future that will be addressed yeah. it's the only thing that like about the system was the progression just like yeah sure there's a little bit of uh, being tactical, tactical about it that the system forces encourages you to start off diplomatic because that's how you get the best outcomes for, yeah you, you need to roll what you're saying is you need to roll a one on your consequences in order to yeah. quote unquote level 
And it's a lot easier with D4s, which is what you yeah. get to roll if you're cautious. Yeah, yeah, so the game is geared for non-violent conflict resolution. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that is cool that it encourages you to be social, yeah. but also every single time you're rolling consequence dice, you get one long-term consequence and one growth. Or that happens to be every yeah. single time. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, and there's again a lot of lack of like Nicole. I think you had more or less a similar amount of long-term consequences, which is pretty much level down and advancement would level up. So you pretty much you just shift your numbers yeah. around. Yeah, like I never leveled up. I never got more. Okay, powerful. okay. Right. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is something I keep hearing from people. It's not about leveling up and getting a net gain. It's about shifting the numbers around. Chubos has kind of the same thing. Whereas your characters grow, old things that you don't use as much trail off and get forgotten, and new things get stronger. You're not supposed to look for gain away scot-free, goddammit. It's like, if you're using your axe powers all the time, you can only go so high, but then the advancements lets you break, make them stronger, stronger, and more weighty in the narrative, in like in the roles. Whereas like if you haven't used your button collecting in a while, it just naturally drops off because it's not important to the character. There's kind of a curve that your character's staying Except on. for it's not anything like that, because every single time I leveled up, I had to both drop something permanently and level something up. Yeah, I, never, it was I never, too, but... It was never stuff I hadn't been using. It was, hey, this is happening every session. I have to get rid of shit that I want to use. I was losing stuff every every level up as well, and I dropped stuff I wasn't using. You know, the card sharking went down. I got rid of items. I never brought my pager once, so I got rid of that. It helps you It helps you focus the character on what's actually coming up. Yeah, the menu will be... I guess it's like, this, sorry, yeah, oh, you do your thing, I'll tell mine out. It might be like this of like, when we played, uh, was it Star Trek Adventures, where like, your lower level ups are, you can get to shift stuff, and then if you save up enough, you get to advance, so it's like, you're not sort of like being punished for... Uh, yeah, you're where you are, and the game just yeah. lets you focus in. Yeah. The analogy would be screenwriting, where it's like, if you give someone a, like someone brought this up, where it's like, if you, if you have a script handed in, and you ask them to cut you know, 20% of it, it makes for a tighter script. That's what the level up thing does. It lets you cut the fat and focus it on the stuff that matters. And that happens every time you advance. And I, I think if we hadn't known this, like, post this season, you guys would make drastically different characters. And I think it would run di a little different because you would know kind of what that level up is all about. But also, that only works if you have things you're not using. There's definitely I was using everything except for one thing the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, plus also no, there's definitely stuff in your character sheet that, that you don't use as much as others that would that wouldn't suffer from like taking it down pretty yeah. The only thing is that I can get people to admit their deepest desires. That's the only thing I wasn't using. And that's it. So yeah. the only way that it's oh you're dropping stuff that doesn't matter is if you've made a shit character to begin with with stuff that doesn't matter, or you... Or character changes over the end. Characters change over time, bud. So like, yeah, one of your powers you're not using as regularly, it's okay to drop the dice down or drop the number of dice from it in exchange for powering up the stuff you're using much more commonly. But also, at the same time, the advancement is a chance, so you might like, hey, I'm, in these three sessions, I've lost three of my stats. That's true. I have gained nothing. Yeah. No, that's very true. Plus also, even if you're doing, I'm gaining one, I'm losing one, humans are loss-averse. Oh, so, God, right? So, so losing one point feels a lot yeah. more substantial than you gaining it, one It would be much better if you, if you, you know, 
leveled twice, lost once or something. Every exit. Oh like, yeah, and you could reframe it so it wouldn't trigger that thing in people. Like it wouldn't trip yeah. that, that thing. Yeah. We were like, oh, this sucks. And like, it would be the same system and it'd be fine. Or it could be like, hey, you get to add one point and you get to shift one point. And that would be like, oh, okay, I'm not just going to move it. And that would be like an option, say, you get to shift things. Not necessarily forcing you, maybe. Also, shifting yeah. things is fine. Yeah. 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 If I also get to let, like, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. I don't you're get right. why you're saying me wanting to get stronger as a character mm. wouldn't be a good thing. Because characters don't really get stronger; they just change in focus. Yeah. Honestly, if the advancement instead of it being a chance you get an advancement and a chance you couldn't get it, you could get like a permanent loss was taken out and replace it with oh, an advancement is just you shifting the character around a little. That that yeah. that that fixes. Also, that, that, that runs counter to how we always game. In the way that the way we always game is, you're always allowed to shift your character around at any time, whenever you want. Well, we're not talking so about how we game, but we're really talking about the system. system. Yeah. So the system grates against that for me because it's the opposite of how we normally game. That's fair. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah, so, um... But we are very relaxed in gaming in that regard there mm -hmm. there's i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who game similarly who they're like you know this doesn't quite work with my character i'm gonna move some points around here and there but the, i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't like that because they feel you know once they've made something they kind of lock it in and that's yeah i know people are like oh we got to keep everything yeah. from like the, the previous things like, yeah, yeah and organized. that's fine if that's your play style that's fine but it's not really how we run and especially because the build packages are so diverse it yeah. ends up kind of bouncing up in the long run anyway like some packages give you way more dice like spread out and some don't mm -hmm. so by the time you go through a few advancement cycles you're all basically pushing around the same area still anyway yeah yeah. And then yeah. it, I guess, like for me, at best, the system like doesn't necessarily get in the way of what we're doing. But yeah, from a good system, I expect it to like to be helping push it us. Forward. Yeah, push yeah. it forward, help us. Yeah, make the game more interesting and it being interesting itself. Like this is at most like oh, you can do whatever. I'm like, eh, it doesn't, doesn't grab me really. See, that's why I think yeah, that's true. It's, like that's kind of the new standard too. Like. We are so used with systems that just stay out of the way. Uh, okay, so the, the three tiers we keep talking about are systems that get in the way, like Exalted 3rd Edition. Like, everything published by Onyx Path Publishing and Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> Every system they've ever published gets in the way of role-playing and actually running the game. None of the mechanics push you forward, none of them actually pushes a narrative. And there's that middle tier we've started to get more fun with, where, like, the system just, at a carbon neutral, stays out of our fucking way when we're doing the actual heavy lifting. Godbound's a little bit like that. Godbound stars on numbers stay out of the way. They don't fucking get underfoot. They let us actually run the game we want to run. And they, they don't trip us up. But, like, I think we, we've, we're, we're done with that, and we're much more along the lines of, like, Fellowship, where it's like, Fellowship actively pushes us towards the narrative we were playing anyway, and actually makes it more enriching. So, like, we want that. Yeah. And yeah, dogs, I definitely agree, is in that middle bracket where it's like, it doesn't get in the way, good for it. And that's why I think it's a good... Four game design. <laughs> that's why I think it's a good thing for, like, beginners yeah. to just kind of I mean, whip out, play a little bit with it, and yeah. see, you know, it, it shows you some... You make up some narrative story, you and your friends have a little bit of fun 
and test the waters how you like gaming and how you like role playing. You know, you. I mean, I'd say that for beginners, really, it would be an awful system because beginners don't really know what they want, and the system doesn't show them what they want. They're no, but either like. I mean, it's better than D and D as a starting. Yeah. Point. Come on. I'm I'm saying yeah, it Come doesn't on. it doesn't tell them what they want, but they can do and like. I'm talking the beginners who are, you know, we want to go run through a dungeon. And then the, you know, referee is like, okay, there's a dungeon. And then the referee just sets up, you know, six rooms in a row yeah. with different monsters in it. And or everybody runs. If you follow the, the battle group plans, yeah. you give it a large dice pool and you make each room kind of its own dice set. Yeah. Because each room is a different part of the encounter. Exactly. And then you just run through that and everybody's rolling dice. You're learning... Like, I'm talking a very basic beginner. Like, you're learning how to roll dice. You're learning a little bit of strategy of when to use different moves and different attacks. And, again, it's it's really light on the person running it. It's a really simple system to run. It's very... Yeah, and plus, even the stuff folded into dogs, like, gives you a bunch of, like, game primers anyway. Like, they have kits in there for a bunch yeah. of different stuff. Like also like the system uses like a really large amount of dice. So like if you yeah. want to roll it physically well, you better have like you know ten sets because you're just like oh. that is true. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit problematic, especially like oh well, like we made it simple for us. So we like we have dice rollers. We have a spreadsheet to keep all the dice, keep them pinned through. So. Yeah, that definitely simplifies things. And also, um, AOE attacks really, really mess with the balance. Like, oh, yeah, you can enroll an AOE against two people, you're pretty much tri uh, tripling your output, which can swing the balance. Yeah, you gotta, as a referee, I have to be very careful how many AOEs I throw at you guys. And that comes back to, as you said, you have a problem with, it's, it's basically me shifting the narrative of okay well do i want you guys to win this fight or not yeah. and it comes down to my decision not yeah. a dice decision not a your guys's decision yeah. not any of those kind of things which is kind of crummy yeah. in that regard so yeah it's like you have to know what the outcome you want and then you can like tailor everything to it like oh if you want the pcs to get pummeled down well it's easy just throw three aoes and like they're already also similar like when the GM can make an NPC, sometimes you can really make it hyper-focused on the current task at hand yeah. with its stats, and that can go against PCs that are a bit more generalist. Like in our oh, uh, um, art gallery... Yes, I was just about to say. We had two very speci specialized NPCs versus two general PCs, and we got pummeled. Yeah. Yeah, those, those NPCs were fucking specialized. Yeah. yeah. Also... There's, you know, the, the problem of like, oh, if you have more people, you're winning. Like, the next scene, we've got the elephant versus, two, you know, three PCs yeah. or four, four PCs. Yeah, exactly. Three. So it's it's very... So it's like, yeah. That's where it'd be useful to have, like, other contestants have their dice pool or make the buffet itself yeah. a contest. Like, each dish, it's like, the spicy course for the eating contest has arrived. And that... The spicy course throws three tens at you. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much the GM having to tweak the outcomes. Like, oh no, you can't win three, you know, turns. 
I want this to uh, like last tense. Okay, let's sell well, the it's, it's I think that's more gauging difficulty than uh, it's tweaking the outcome. A little bit, yeah. It's both. It, it is. It, it was fun for what we wanted it to do. Like, I'd still use this for, for getting a quick and dirty version of the pet monster game running, like, guaranteed, because it just yeah. it lets me get do it without having to worry about other shit. Yeah, no, it, as, as Devin says, the system in no way inhibits what you do, which is nice. It's yeah. I guess it's a good generic system that doesn't have that baggage of, like, oh, let's do it GURPS or oh, fuck, right. Savage Worlds, where Hey, it's more complicated. This is actual generic system where you can do anything in any setting. Yeah. Because you can make up any stats you want and so on and so on. So it is actually good in that regard. Yeah. But um, what did you guys think of the setting? Ravnica? I, 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 it's Ravnica. Hey, you ran it really well, but it's like a, it's like a Magic the Gathering setting. And yeah. It's the coolest no, one, and I'm, I'm fairly lukewarm on it. Yeah, that's also, fair. Like, it is the most interesting and cool interconnected setting ever, and I'm just very lukewarm on it because it's like, it's magic, it's Wizards of the Coast. It's like, oh, neat. I was yeah. gonna, it could use a bit more magic. It's like, oh, I'm in a character that's focused on magic. I think, oh, I have to take counter money. This is really useful in the magic world because I can counter like a lot of things. Like, oh, no, I can't because yeah. we're fighting enemies that punch me. I can't counter spell punches. <laughs> that's fair. I, and that's on me a little bit as the, you know, to throw different things at you guys. and Yeah, but like, focus, overall, but... I enjoyed the setting. It was pretty okay. I enjoyed what we did with the city. I really yeah. enjoyed some of our adventures we had. Like, jeez, we were like, eventually we started like, you know, really getting into it, like being these weird cops out there. <laughs> and funny enough, like, oh, and Vampire Assassin that's in the secret, you know, guild of assassins is the least interesting character of the group. <laughs> <laughs> right? You were like a double agent to mere murder machine. You're like, oh, I'm really vanilla compared to these guys. <laughs> I'm also like an Aether vampire and so on. I said to myself, like, oh, and nope. <laughs> I don't have as interesting as the rest of you guys. <laughs> Even Kevin coming in with his, like, you know, rat, rat hobo. His rat hobo. <laughs> Rat Hobo Cop. <laughs> yep. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff you do with it because it's like a D&D &D setting, so you just, you know, throw a bunch of shit at the wall. Yeah. yeah. And that's, like... I would have done way more magic references. Like, like the original idea I had for a character in this game was to play a Phyrexian. Oh. <laughs> What's a Phyrexian, then? Phyrexians? They're, they're this fucking thing for magic. They're like, uh, they're like the Borg. They're like... The fucking black goo from Prometheus or some shit. Meets like the bubonic plagues. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's this whole thing with Yawgmoth and Phyrexia and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you went full hog and had a lot more magic research yeah. and so on, that could be a thing in itself. But I'm not sure how much Ian wants to put up with that. Yeah. And I mean, that's. I mean, it would have been like, it would have been like heavy story stuff because how much of our personal backgrounds play into the story. Yeah. yeah. yeah I. Maybe more flavor. I, I wanted this to be more of just a fun romp, you know, and I, I wanted just to lightly touch, like it could have been, this could have been set in a, like yeah. New York, or it could have been set in like generic Vancouver, or town, in, yeah. you know, generic Present fantasy town, Chicago. tomato, yeah, or Chicago, Welcome to or like it, it could have been like Toronto, or Michigan, or it, like literally anywhere. Yeah. And I just I wanted Ravnica because I I like Ravnica. Yeah, and I, I read thought, the book. 
it would it would throw you know allow me to throw some weird things here and there um and if we ever come back to it to do different things we can do more things in it and more exciting things um but i wanted this to just be a more fun because listeners you won't know this but we're currently running these sessions in kind of our quote-unquote downtime between the next exalted versus yeah but between like big games and big things like when like Peter's gone on vacation a few times. I've gone on vacation a few mm-hmm. times. Devin and Nicole have gone on vacation a few times. So this Holy is kind shit. of... Yeah, we've all gone on vacation yeah. since the old resort season one ended. So this has been kind of our just fun, relaxing, no mental stress game. And that's what I wanted to run. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if I speak for myself, it turned out pretty yeah, good. And it, no, it, it I like this game. worked for that. And I think listeners... If you've made it all the way through it, you'll hopefully have enjoyed, as Peter said, we got into it in a few episodes yeah. where it got pretty funny and neat. Yep. Well, X is illegal is a great job. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Fucking Is that it though? Yeah, I think that's good. Oh yeah, I guess, do, do we have any things we want to say about our characters at all? Any like stuff that didn't come up? Uh, not really? I mean, I think we were playing our characters pretty straight as is. Right? Like, there wasn't much secrets. Like, I, like, I clearly ripped off from Kiryu. <laughs> My character had vampiric magic. I was thinking, ooh, maybe I'll sneak off and drain some people at some point. Nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so the background music has been pers- music from Persona 4, right? Yep. Oh, Persona 4 came out 11 years ago. Oh. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Someone who, like, grew up playing it, like, they were, like, four or five, would be, like, a teenager now. They'd be like, I have fond memories of this. Like, we have fond memories of SNES games. <laughs> Back in my day, we used to play Minecraft. Right? Exactly. That exact fucking sentiment. Because oh. 2008, 2009 is when Minecraft came out. Yep. No. So they were like, oh yeah, that old game. <laughs> People play- still play uh, Minecraft a lot. We just started yeah. a server the other day. Yeah, yeah I, I was thinking of starting a server so like Steph and stuff could play with us. <laughs> I guess I did a little research a little bit more recently. So Yeah, because all the kids who were kids are now like teens and young adults growing up. They feel nostalgic for it. More. Yeah, yeah, it's nostalgia now. Fucking lord. <laughs> anyway. I was Ian. Peter. Devin. And Nicole. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. <laughs>